receive the Holy Spirit. And Jesus breathed on the apostles and said, receive the Holy Spirit. This breathing of the Spirit, the the very word Spirit means breath, to blow, to speak. We pray, Lord, send forth your Spirit and renew the face of the earth. That should remind us when the, the Spirit first breathed into existence the face of the earth in the book of Genesis. We read that in the beginning, when God created the heavens and the earth, the earth was without form or void, and the Spirit of God was moving on the waters. And God spoke. His breath went out, and he spoke and said, let there be, and there was. Let there be light. God speaks and breathes, and there is. Let there be earth. Let there be the sky. Let there be plants, animals. Let there be man. He breathes, and there is. The Spirit creates everything in the beginning, and today we pray that that same Spirit, the breath of God, would go out and renew the face of the earth. That image of the Spirit or breath of God hovering gently on the waters and creating is a beautiful image of the Spirit. But especially today on Pentecost, the other image of the Spirit that we get is not just wind, but fire. Tongues of fire descend upon the apostles, and they are sent. They are burned with the gift of the Spirit, and they go out and burn up the world with the gift of the Spirit. I'd like to focus on this image of fire today for the Spirit. On this last day of the season of Easter, the Easter candle burns here with the fire that was kindled 50 days ago out just in front of the church on the dark night of Easter on Holy Saturday. Into that darkness, a fire was struck and a blazing fire lit up the night of Easter And that fire lit this candle and was brought into the darkness of the church as the fire of the resurrection dispelled the darkness of Easter 50 days ago. And now for 50 days, much like the Olympic flame burns during the time of the Olympics, that flame has burned right here in our Easter candle to remind us of the powerful presence of Jesus. And now that the season of Easter is completed, this candle will be put out, much like in the closing ceremony of the Olympics, the flame is extinguished. But that is to say that this flame that we've been in the presence of for 50 days, this fire is now meant to come and burn in us, in our hearts, and we are meant to go out like the apostles did and set the world on fire. Jesus came and said, I have come to set the world on fire and how I wish it were already burning. This image then of fire for the Holy Spirit is one that I, I really wish the church would catch today and, and go out. But the problem is that fire, when it's contained, we, we like it. We, we like the, the candle. We like the way our, our Easter fire even burned in a nice little contained area. But we don't like it when fires get out of control. We call those wildfires. And all we can think of is destruction and put it out. 
if a wildfire starts, we want the, the fire department to come and, and take care of it, put out the fire. Well, sometimes people will, will like it in a homily when I, I teach something and people say, wow, we learn a lot sometimes. So today's a little something that you, you might not have expected, but the, uh, the Boy Scout in me is gonna give you a little lesson in forestry. Now, you probably didn't think you're gonna come to Mass today on Pentecost and get a forestry lecture. Okay, stick with me. I'm a Boy Scout and I have my forestry merit badge. I learned how to identify like 13 different kinds of trees and all kinds of nuts and things like that. So I am a certified forestry merit badge recipient and I, I'm gonna give you some important teaching on forestry. Stick with me, because you'll see how it works with the spirit. In a couple weeks, I'm going to go to one of my favorite places on earth, Philmont Scout Ranch in northern New Mexico, right where the, the Great Plains meet the, the Rocky Mountains. Base camp is flat to the east. It's about 6,500 feet at base camp, all the way up to 12,441 feet on the top of Mount Baldy, the highest peak. And the thing that I like best, perhaps, is the beautiful forest, this beautiful ponderosa pine forest. Now I know Kansas trees, but we don't have ponderosa pines in Kansas. They need, they need mountains. But one of the things that you learn when you go to Philmont about these beautiful ponderosa pines is how to take care of them. Because after all, we, we love the forest. I love the beauty of it. I was even, I was out hiking in Colorado recently and I, I just noticed the smell I realize that when you're in Kansas, there's sort of a, a smell that you just get used to that, well, it's kind of a farm smell, actually. You know, and we don't notice it because we're just here. But then you get out in like the beautiful mountain forest and you're like, wow, smell that. My friend's like, what? It's just normal. Yeah, but it, it smells wonderful. And I even, I went up to one of these big Ponderosa pines that I, I love and I'm like, smell this tree, come smell this tree. Like, you're nuts, Father Sean. No, really, smell the tree, it smells like butterscotch. And you're gonna do this next time you're out there. You're gonna, I was literally up kissing a ponderosa pine tree. I'm like, yeah, it smells like butterscotch. I love it. And it's just a beautiful smell. I love the ponderosa pine forest. And of course, as a Boy Scout, I would wanna take care of the forest because what could be more Boy Scout-like? When you go to Philmont then, it's not surprising that every crew that goes out for the 10 days of backpacking, you do three hours of conservation with a professional conservationist but what you might be surprised to learn is that the main conservation project that happens at Philmont is to cut down trees. Like, yeah, the, the beautiful ponderosa pines that I love, we go cut them down. Like, how can that be conservation, Father Sean? Well, here's the deal. It's, you'll see the tie-in with the fire and the spirit because these ponderosa pines, well, they are part of what we call a pyrrhic ecosystem. Pyrrhic, uh, you can hear it in like the word pyromaniac. Pyrrhus is the word for fire in, in Greek. So a pyrrhic ecosystem is one that depends upon fire to thrive. Because the way a ponderosa pine is, is made, it starts out as a little sapling like all trees do. And it's very vulnerable to fires that would normally go through the forest floor and, you know, burn up most of the, the little trees and all the junk that's on the forest floor and but eventually, if a, a ponderosa pine is healthy enough, it grows in about maybe its fifth or sixth year of life. It starts to put on this really hard, thick bark and it loses all its lower branches so that it wouldn't be susceptible to fire. And it grows to this 100 foot tall thing that we, we love. Well, 
The deal is that this bark is so thick that it protects the ponderosa pine from fire, low-grade fire. And the, the canopy, the, the branches are way up top so that a, a moderate fire that goes through the forest floor doesn't harm the ponderosa pines at all. They're made for it. That's when a forest is healthy, though. And a fire is meant to go through this pyrrhic ecosystem about every five, 10, at most 20 years, there's meant to be a fire. It cleans everything out. All this junk that's on the forest floor, fallen branches, needles, undergrowth, all that gets cleaned out by fire. And these beautiful, healthy ponderosa pines, not only do they not mind it, it's good for them. They like it. It makes the forest healthy. Problem is, about beginning in the early 20th century, people decided, we love the forest, so I don't want to see my forest burned up in a fire. I know what we'll do. We'll put out the forest fires. And, and that, you know, that was actually considered conservation at the time. Who would want the, the beautiful fire to get burned up? So they put out all the forest fires. Well, the problem is, again, this is a pyrrhic ecosystem. It needs fire. And so what happened was all the, the seeds that the ponderosa pines put out, they, they put out a hundred times more seeds than they need because most of them should die in a fire. Well, if there's no fire, all those little trees start to grow. And instead of nice big trees that are spaced out and you've got grass growing on the forest floor and it's beautiful park-like, instead you get huge, densely packed forest with little trees growing everywhere. And they grow up and they, they choke out all the light. So now the, the light can't get down. And all these little trees fight with the big trees to take away all the food and nutrients that the big trees need. And the forest gets really thick and dense and unhealthy. And so then when a fire comes through, as it will always do, eventually a, a lightning strike, a campfire, normally at Philmont, it's a, it's a lightning strike that hits something. Now you've got this forest that is just thick with fuel all over the forest floor, and it just lights up like a huge tinderbox. And it gets so hot that the, the bark of the ponderosa pines are not thick enough, and they get burned and they die. And the soil gets so scorched because the fire gets so hot that it just kills all the topsoil. And the huge crown of the, the forest, which is supposed to be way up high and immune to fire, the fire gets so big and hot that it spreads to the top and it gets in the canopy. And now it's jumping over hills and valleys. And then you see it on the news. Wildfire burns out of control. And this has happened at, at Philmont in different places, 2002, 2018. We had huge fires move through Philmont because for so long we put out the fires. This is why for conservation work now, we have to go and do what fire hasn't been able to do and cut down trees. Literally, if you go to Philmont for your conservation project, you will probably cut down trees because we gotta get rid of it. There's gotta thin it out. We're gonna try to restore the forest to this beautiful open area that if a fire comes through, it just burns moderately on the forest floor and cleans it out. Now, Maybe you've, you kind of get the, the tie with the spirit here. Because if the spirit is fire, well, the spirit is meant to come and do in a, a moderate way what the moderate fires are supposed to do. We're supposed to be well-grounded in our faith, strong, protected by the, the bark of the, the virtues we've built up and all the ways that we have grown strong in our faith. We grow tall and are protected. And then the spirit can come through and just get rid of the junk 
burn up all the, the stuff we don't really need. We think of how our lives get so cluttered now these days. You know, we, we fill it. Just think about the, the papers on your desk or open your closet sometime. Go to your, your basement. Do you even fit cars in your garage anymore? Or is it just a storage place for a bunch of stuff that is accumulating? I see people turning to each other. Yeah, we're, we're stoking the forest with just junk all over the bottom. If God wants to get through now and says, hey, make some space for God, well, it's, it's liable to just be a catastrophe and just like God's going to have to just burn it all up to get through to you. That's, that's not the way it's supposed to work. You and I are, we're made for fire. We're made for the Holy Spirit to come in and purify away all the, the junk. But what do we do? We like to put out the fire because we don't want to get hurt, even in little ways. God's like, it's just a little fire. I'm just going to take this little thing away from you. Nope, don't want it. And we put out the fire until it just gets out of control. You know, anytime we start to feel uncomfortable, what do we do? Oh, I'm a, I'm a, little, I'm a little lonely. Where's my phone? Where's my phone? Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to, you know, shoot birds at things and knock down buildings with my phone. I'm going to you know, like play Tetris or something on my phone because I'm uncomfortable. I'm uncomfortable. Quick, where's my phone? Where's some ice cream? You know, where's the movie? Where can I go? I don't feel good and I'm going to immediately kill it and put out that fire so that I don't have to be uncomfortable. We're not made for that. We're made for fire. We're made to be purified constantly so that we can grow and be tall and healthy Christians. Either we clean up then our forest because it's too overgrown, so we have to be like good conservationists and come in with our saws and our axes and we're going to do some cleaning, or wildfire. Those are the only two options. Either a gentle cleaning out or a wildfire that burns out of control because we can't keep doing this this constant hoarding and gaining more and more and more, we're not made for that as humans. We're made to be healthy ponderosa pines that grow tall and strong. So today on this Pentecost Sunday, maybe ask yourself, what is the state of your forest? Are you, are you healthy? Or have you been putting out the little gentle purifying fires that God wants to send over and over so that you are now just a cluttered bunch of junk and I don't just mean the physical stuff in your house. I mean our souls, too. What have we cluttered our soul with? What are, we, what are we taking in from the Internet, society, even just the images society gives us of what it means to be successful? I need to add more stuff, do more activities, fill it up more and more and more. When maybe the Spirit is trying to say, no, clear it out, less, even burn some of the stuff up. It looks like it will be painful, but... You're actually made to handle it. What's the state of your forest today? We pray in our psalm, come Holy Spirit and renew the face of the earth. The Holy Spirit came with breath in the beginning. Today I pray that the Holy Spirit comes with fire. That that purifying fire will help you to be healthy. And the, the church is a pyrrhic ecosystem. We're not meant to just stay put and accumulate stuff. The church is meant to go out, to reach high to the sky, to put our branches way up in the canopy, to be beautiful and even smell like butterscotch a little bit.
That's the church. We're a Pyrrhic ecosystem. Where are you putting out the fire of the Holy Spirit? Where is your forest just full of junk? You're made for this day. The church is made for Pentecost. So let us pray as a church, even come Holy Spirit and come with your fire. Come and burn up in me anything that is extra, that is not needed. Holy Spirit, help me to make space so that I can grow and be healthy. Tell me what I don't need. Take away all the extra stuff that is in the way on my forest floor so that I can be healthy. You and I, the whole church, well, we're, we're like those beautiful ponderosa pine forests. We're not made to just accumulate. You and I are a pyrrhic ecosystem. You are made for fire.